Positive rotation. Ignition. You guys have a nice flight. We'll see you back here. Welcome to Roll Call, a 126-air refueling wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I am your host, Staff Sergeant Aaron Rodriguez. The Roll Call podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Our guest this week is the acting commander of the 126 Operations Group, Lieutenant Colonel Jason Knapp. In part two, he talks about how intertwined the 126th and the 906th are and talks about what drives him to stay in the wing and the Air Force. The big news from the last couple of weeks, the State Adjutant General Rich Neely announced that Colonel Nicholas Henschel has been selected as the new 126th Air Refueling Wing Commander. Henschel currently serves as the 183rd Air Operations Group Commander in Springfield. Previously, he served in the 126th as a traditional guardsman for 18 years. General Neely went on to thank Colonel Kevin Jacobs, our wing's current acting commander for his leadership. General Neely expressed his gratitude to the airmen and civilian employees of the wing for their continued outstanding performance and the wing's tradition of excellence. And speaking of excellence, the 126 won the base softball championship, going undefeated in the playoffs and beating 13 other teams. So congratulations, team. Uh, Pictures of the team are on our Facebook page for those interested. All right, coming up, part two of Master Sergeant Brian Ellison's interview with Lieutenant Colonel Jason Knapp. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you're having a tough time or thinking about suicide, you're not alone. And there's hope. VA's Veterans Crisis Line is full of responders who listen and help. Many are veterans or have veteran family members and friends so they're prepared to address your challenges. After calling, you'll be connected to the next available crisis line responder. That person may ask, are you thinking of suicide? Or what plan can we put in place to keep you safe today? If you choose, the responder will share your name and personal information with your local VA suicide prevention coordinator, who'll connect you to local VA assistance and resources. Don't wait, dial 988 then press one. You know what? What do you think that the that we take away as the guardsmen? We take away from the the nine hundred six folks that you know. What do they have? You know what they have to offer? Well, I think it's it's a give and take the whole time, and right. I think we learn similar lessons from each other. Um, you know, as guardsmen, you're used to your unit, your home. Uh, you're not used to people moving in and out of that Ooh, home constantly sure. that um, are maybe not here long enough to really sit down like permanent roots. Right. Um, but w- what they find out, I think, is that, again, we're no different. Right. We're active folks. We've committed to the same ideals uh, and end state that we want to reach, which is freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, to preserve that for our country and for our families. Uh, they also know, I think they, what they figure out is that um, they could be in the unit later on too. <laughs> yeah. Right? So right. a lot of 906ers stay in the unit and that's that's a huge benefit of the Total Force Association is that you can, so I, when everybody shows up initially, a lot of times I'll tell them, 
your three-year interview starts right now. <laughs> because In, yeah. I, I don't know where you're going to go after you spend time at the 906, but uh, you, you may end up staying in the guard unit. Right. Um, and that's not to scare people. It's just to give them an idea of, um, or give them an, an idea that there is there are options in your career. Um, if you stay at the duty, of course, I will promote that because I did. This is I reached twenty this last June. Um, but if you're going to stay and serve your country in a different aspect, if it's part time or full time, right? That's still a huge win for the Department of the Air Force, right? Because we're, we're retaining you as a pilot, as an asset mm -hmm. to do the mission. So. Are you surprised you did 20 years? Did you, you said you, you mentioned that you're like, oh, it's gonna get my pilot's license and become a Delta pilot. Yeah, so I, I was working multiple jobs in college and paying for flight lessons. My goal was just to go straight into commercial somehow. Right. I was like, I don't. it doesn't matter to me if I'm gonna go fly a, a small little mail carrier, then jump into a regional, then go to the majors. Um, but something was, Something was was eating at me. Something was in my heart was telling me there's something more that I need to do, right. and that was service. Um, I, I'm not completely surprised. I was going to do 20 years. I had a there was a pilot that I flew with, um, uh, D. Rob. He uh, <laughs> we deployed for my second deployment, and he looked at me uh, during one story and goes, "You're going to do 20 years." <laughs> and I told him, "I was like, no." There's no way, <laughs> but he called it back in, I think it was like 2006 and wow. he, it was like, it was my second year flying the tanker and he's like, you're going to, you're going to do 20. I can see it. Um, I, I don't know what he saw. Maybe it was just my drive for knowledge and, uh, my passion for people. I really, really care for people that I work with. Um, but, uh, no, I, I thought I was going to get out. <laughs> Very first ATA, I walked straight up to the Atlas booth and a couple of other booths and said, how do I build enough hours to get out and go fly for you? Oh, uh, wow. So I was driven to go do other things. Um, but the more and more I spent in the military, what I realized is that family atmosphere, that, uh, that belonging to something greater than yourself was just pulling me in. It was just this gravitational force that I could not stop. Um, and I really wanted to serve with people. And I really... I really care about wearing this uniform every day. When I put it on, it gives you a self, um, a sense of pride and purpose. Uh, and I, hopefully I can, uh, give that same purpose and pride to other people as they put it on and they serve their country. How does the squadron help out the wing when we're taking care of, uh, domestic operations like floods or civil disturbances, uh, for example, first I want to say it's incredible. Uh, the Air National Guard supports those events, right? Those are those are key events for the civilian population in the United States uh, that can be very emotional and taxing on on the members of this country. And it's awesome that the state's able to use you know our members to go do those things and to support um, uh, the greater good of the population in the United States. But the, what we do is we're fully integrated, right? I mean, we're completely integrated. So when those members are called to go do a um, something for the state, like you said, a flood or a natural disaster, something that they have to respond to. Uh, just recently was COVID, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, we can run the mission. The active duty is in every shop. Right. So when it comes to executing the maintenance, uh, the support, the fuel, the, the flying of the jets, we can hold the fort down back here and we can, because we're integrated in each shop. Uh, so the mission goes on. 
the mission does not slow down. We didn't slow down because there were uh, a handful of people that were gone uh, serving in a different way, right. in a different place. Um, that's the unique thing about Total Force. That's what makes it so strong. That's why Total Force units are um, are so unique, but also so strong when it comes to uh, executing the mission is no matter what happens, we can continue to do the mission. Wow. Um, have you ever had 906ers like, hey, I want to go do, do what uh, these National Guard, I want to go help serve the state? Every single time. Really? Every single time something came up, they wanted to go do it too. They wanted to be part of it. It's because the 126 has made the 906 an integral part of their team right. and totally integrated them that they feel like they should be there with their brothers and sisters serving for the state. It's and You just keep reminding them, hey, different statuses, all right? And it does not mean that you're not serving, but you are serving here locally or right. abroad doing the <laughs> mission so they can go do those great things. So that, that, remind, that makes me, uh, reminds me, when we do go to Guam or Geilenkirchen or Poland, do we do do 906ers go with us? And they can. Yeah. Yes, sometimes they do. Uh, the, so great news. FY24, the Air Force has decided to embed the 906 into the operations of the 126 for deployed operations. So after Gen Cycle, FY24, uh, the 906 will be a certain percentage of the give for the 126. This is something that um, previous commanders and myself have been working on to do because we train together 24 7 we should operate together 24 7 uh it does not the air force does not lose an asset or lose the 906 from uh doing missions across the globe we're just doing it as a total force team uh and that's how it should it should work so uh, what has impressed you about the illinois uh, air national guard so i thought a lot about um i've thought a lot about this since i've been here um what impresses me is the professionalism. Um, it, it's, it's their ability to do multi jobs, uh, their ability to take this active duty force that came in and, and I don't want to say invaded their home, but you know, are sitting in their home and just put their arms around them and say, Hey, you're part of the team. Um, nobody is treated differently. Uh, everybody is part of that team, and that just shows how strong the Illinois Air National Guard is here down at Scott Air Force Base. And I'm not saying it's not anywhere else, but this is what I see here, my context, right? Right. Um, they're just a great um, – they're an incredible fighting force. They're diverse. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. I, 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 I love the total force. I think that it's very important. Um, it's because my experience in Total Force has been really good. Uh, it's not like that at every base. Right. It doesn't work at every base. It hasn't. Um, really? But it works here. There's a reason that we're the benchmark Total Force Association. It's because the host organization in the uh, administrative organization, so you have your, your two different ones, the 375th and sure. the 126, work together to make, it, to make it happen, right? To make sure that this partnership and relationship is strong. Uh, you have to have that. You have to have strong leadership at all levels to make it work. Um, and they have to understand how it works. Um, it's letting us completely embed into the 126. It's supporting us when we're up for awards or promotions uh, administratively. Right. Um, the wing here just gets it. Do 906ers and 126th pilots and boomers do they fly to get, do they fly together or do they fly separately? So we fly together completely uh, integrated. 
uh, every sortie, every training sortie. Uh, the only reason you would know somebody is uh, from either the 906 or 108th in the OG is the color of the patch. So oh, the patch is the the name tag is different. So it's different, but the same at the same time. So up till I was the commander in uh, 2021, the 906 patch was just a solid yellow patch with wings and name. Oh, okay. When I saw that, I said, "That's that doesn't work for me." Oh, cool. Because we're one team, one fight. Period. Dot. Total force. Right. So what we did is I took the 108 patch, which has the state of Illinois and the Minuteman on it. Uh huh. And I said, well, we can have the state of Illinois because we're part of that team. So we redesigned the patch, changed the color to be blue with the yellow on the outside because for the 108, it's the orange on the outside and the blue on the inside also. Oh, okay. And then we put the state of Illinois and the tanker pointed north that to the case that we're active duty as we don't have the Minuteman on there. Okay. And then put the name and the wings on there also. Uh, for my maintainers and all our support, the only reason you know is because of the patch in their arms. Okay. So you'll have your 906 patch. Oh, sure. Versus having like the 126 maintenance patch or the squadron patch over there or the 108 squadron patch. Uh, you'll have the 906 patch. But that's the only way you know. Um, when you're wearing, not wearing the flight suit, it makes it a lot more difficult, right? <laughs> right. Um, and when I bring people in from the other side of base, like when the new wing commander comes over, uh, what we want to show them is when you walk around, you don't know if they're active to your guard. That's the goal. Sure. Um, to show people that may have not experienced a total force unit that that that's how we should operate. Do those 906ers, uh, do, they, do they come in on our drill weekends? Do you have them show up sometimes? Yeah, so uh, it, part of the association plan is that we fully integrate for all inspections and then for all exercises. So we are a big part of the 81X, so our nuclear deterrence. Mm -hmm. So whenever we exercise that uh, for deterrence and whenever we do mission sets like an LRE or an operational readiness inspection and things like that, we're completely integrated. So they come in, but we also follow the guard schedule, which is nice for our guys too, right? <laughs> ah. So uh, well, last week, at last week, uh, I I flew on the flight uh, up to Saginaw, and they were like, "Oh, this is great, you know, yeah, we got it, tomorrow off." It's a great benefit, but we we repay that time uh, in the drill weekends because we are full time members, right? So you may be in a training flight and you need to train the the traditionalists. Uh, maybe by giving a briefing or flying or mm. doing something to make sure that you support that team. Um, so we may not give them AMC family days. What we do is we give them the guard Fridays and we follow your schedule because we should uh, be fully integrated. And that's the right way of going about it. You're the, the acting 126 operations group commander. What, what uh, made you decide to stick around? It was just the right thing to do. Um, it, it, all joking aside, it's, I I love this unit, and um, when you invest your heart and soul into something like that, you can't just leave unless you know it's on the right path to be the to be the best that it can be. And I felt like I needed to stay to support the team in any way possible. When the wing commander came down and said, "Jason, hey, I need you to be the group commander," I was like, "That's funny." Uh, he's like, "No, I really do," and I'm like, "Of course I will." Like, I don't have to think about that. Right. Because it's about, and it's not that the unit won't, won't run without me. It will run just fine, right? Because it's a machine that is well-oiled and it's going to move forward. we got great people in all different sections of the unit. But when you're asked to do something like that, you, you just don't say no. Like, 
you say yes and you move forward because that's the right uh, um, decision for the mission. It's the right decision for people. I care about the people of the unit. And I want to make sure they, they, they have the best shot to be the best unit they can be. Is there anything that you that uh, you know that that you're learning working with uh, becoming you're the 126 operations group commander, but you're active duty. Is there any any I don't know what, uh, things that you've had to get used to now that you're the ops group commander? Or is it, I guess my question is: Has anything changed from being the 906th commander to the uh, ops group commander? Uh, I have to go to less buildings to see my <laughs> folks. Um, <laughs> uh, 906 is spread across uh, so many different buildings across the wing. Um, with the ops group, it's a little more centralized. So we've got the three squadrons: the 108, the 906, and the 126 OSS. And we are spread across a few buildings, but it's more consolidated in the, in, in the single area. The great thing is, I've got great commanders and DOs. In the, in the seats that are doing the job every day. So all I need to do is make sure I give them my trust because I know they're gonna get the job done. Um, I, I think a group commander is a great job because your job is to support the squadrons. Your job is not to, to tell them what to do or to give them ultimatums, things like that. It's to ask questions and listen to ask them how you can support them as a group commander to then echo that, that need or that, um, um, that message that you want to send up to the wing or even higher so that they have the, 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 the equipment, the time, the decision-making space to execute the mission, organize training, equip people to go do the mission. Um, so I, I think I have, and I, I hate to say it, I think I have less to do. I think squadron command is the hardest job in, in the Air Force in a lot of ways because you are in the trenches with you know, your folks executing the mission. Sure. Um, as a group commander, I get to sit back a little bit, listen and learn, um, but also support where needed. Uh, so those meetings weekly are really important with your senior team. And I'm not just talking about the squadron commanders. I'm talking about all the senior enlisted. So your SELs, your first sergeants, mm-hmm. um, all your, your ops group shop leads, listening to them and understanding what they need. Um, and where I can interject to help them get what they need is what the job is about. So what's next for the operations group? What's, what's ahead for the operations group? So really great things. You know, we're doing a lot of things when it comes to the mission that was directed, not just from the International Guard, but from uh, AMC. So we're doing a lot of uh, initiatives like hot pit refueling, defueling. We're um, sending our crews all across the world to do air medical evacuation coronets. Oh. Um, is that what a coronet is? So a coronet is uh, basically anything that we do to help support the air refueling mission. Uh, could be well, it could be airlift or air refueling. Okay. Uh, could be dragging F-16s or F-22s across the pond. It could be uh, taking. Um, uh, troops to different locations. Okay. Yes, they, the KC-135 can be used for troop transport, uh, although it is not the ideal one like the C-17 or C-5. Um, but it's taking certain aircraft, taking people to different locations to keep the mission moving forward. Um, one that we've done before, uh, when I say air medical evacuation, that's, you know, supporting the movement of patients in some shape or form for whatever reason that they're a patient uh, to get them around a theater to get them the help that they need. Uh, one of the ones we've done recently is over in the Pacific. And so we'll hop from here to Travis. The jet will get a- outfitted for AE, so lights, litters, 
um, maybe an AE squadron, uh, maybe from here, maybe from Scott, because the largest active duty AE squadron is at Scott. It's oh, right wow. here um, over across the ramp. And then we'll hop from there to Hickam, to Guam, to Kadena, to Misawa, to different locations, pick up individuals along the way to make sure they can get back to the States or get to a place where they can get the right treatment. Um, it's a really rewarding mission that we get to do uh, in the KC-135. Uh, speaking uh, of kind of uh, rewarding, what's been a highlight of yours uh, being in the in the wing? Wow, well, this opportunity is definitely a highlight. Um, being commander. Being on the podcast? Well, oh heck yeah, it is a highlight. You know, um, no. it's it's funny when you when you called me about. So one of the big things we did recently is the hundred year celebration of of air refueling. Yeah, to me that was a highlight. That's a once in a lifetime opportunity where I was able to give multiple pilots and booms, PA yeah. maintainers a chance to go out and celebrate air refueling, which has really changed the way that we do. Um, operations uh, in the joint environment it's it's a big deal you know you're force extending aircraft um but to be able to bring it home to not only scott but the state of missouri and also illinois and show them hey we can do some incredible things and we're going to fly really low. Although <laughs> the funny thing is, so we did, we tried to fly down the, uh, the coast, uh, along the, uh, lake in Chicago. Yeah. But the fires were so bad. You couldn't even see the aircraft. So I know it, it was just so bad, but, uh, it was still a thought, right? It was the, right. it was the news. It was PA putting out the press release saying, Hey, you know, look at this incredible thing that started with the Wright brothers, you know, a long time ago. And now look at what we're doing now. Right. Uh, and also, Hey, we've got jets that are made in 1957 that are now flying are still flying missions people ask me all the time they're like your jet was made in 1963 yeah <laughs> it's like yes it's very well maintained <laughs> that's right you know we go to depot they pull all the, all the pieces apart and put it back together um but to showcase that, uh, to show our capabilities uh, to not only the nation, but to the world, to show what we can do with a pretty young crew force is pretty incredible. Um, I would love to do another pass down the coast of Chicago with like a two or three ship, uh, because I think that we owe that uh, to the state of Illinois to do something else where we can showcase something when it's not uh, engulfed by the Canadian wildfires, um, because it's important to, to show show people that we that we care right right we love what we do because we love to support the defense of this nation period dot how much fun is it to fly i mean uh, i know for me just being getting to go on the plane i'd like i want to fly on the plane as much as i can because i love to fly and how you must have even more fun i think my watch heartbeat just went up uh, <laughs> like 10 yeah uh, yeah so uh I'm biased. I love aviation. Uh, it started with my dad. My mom both flew pr privately. Really? So when we grew up, my dad owned a plane with five other, four or five other uh, families, and we all bought it together to make it you know, reasonable. Sure, yeah. Uh, but we'd fly to grandma, or we, we'd go places in this little Cessna 172, and it was a had a large impression on my life. Uh, I knew when I was sitting on uh, in the co-pilot seat for my dad's little plane, you know, he's like, just follow along with the controls that this is something I wanted to do. Because when you make the trees look really small in the buildings, you get a real big perspective. It's like being scuba, scuba diving. That's why it's so appealing to me. Mm -hmm. You go down and it's you in the ocean. When you right. go up in the air, it's you in the sky. There's not much up there. Um, it, it's an incredible feeling. A lot of people say you get bit by the aviation bug, right? Right. That's so true. Yeah. And I I'm sure you felt that when you're up there. You're like, wow, this is really neat. It yeah. really is a, in, 
hopefully we get to show more and more people that right and encourage them to come join the Air, illinois Air National guard or join the air force i think it's important for them to see the cool things that we do but flying is a passion it's a love of mine um Nothing is better, and I tell this to the young guys, than going up in the air with two young students and teaching them and expressing how much I love aviation to get them excited about what they do every day. Do you have your own plane? I do not. I wish I did. Um, I've been very close numerous times uh, to buying a plane. Boy, those are expensive, though. It's eh? it's the operational cost of a plane that really gets you because really? it may cost. It may you could buy a plane probably for like forty grand to two hundred grand, depending on what you what you right. get, right? But the problem is, is the monthly cost of operating that plane <laughs> is is quite ridiculous sometimes. Uh, that's why people buy in it uh, as a group. Okay, yeah. When they go about, I've it. heard a lot of people doing buying it as groups. Yeah. That's a good idea. Much more affordable. All right. Anything else to add? I, I know we've covered a lot and uh, we could probably keep talking, but we probably should wrap it up. Is there anything you want to, that we didn't touch on that you'd like to touch on? Uh, I, I just want to say that um, I'm extremely blessed and thankful to be here. Uh, AMC safety didn't have to, uh, they didn't have to give me the time right. to stay as the optic commander. They decided to do it because it was the right thing. It was the right person at the right time. Um, and I'm not trying to, you know, you know, preach for myself. I'm just saying that I was in the seat and they allowed me to stay to continue to serve this great unit. Um, and uh, it will be one of the hardest things I've had to do to leave. Um, I am, <laughs> a lot of people will say, you know, you like to talk, but I also lead with a lot of emotion too, a lot of times. Sure. Um, and that's because I care. Um, everybody that works here in this unit are incredible. They work extremely hard, uh, not only to protect your state, but for the nation. Um, and I see it every day. And that's what, you know, fuels me to be here. Uh, is to serve them so they can do their job. Uh, but I, I thank you for letting me come here today. It's pretty awesome to be able to, you know, maybe share a little bit, you know, peek under the, sure. under the rug of who, you know, Jason Nab is. Um, but uh, it's also special to spend this time and to, you know, say great things about um, a unit that you uh, really care about. All right. Thank you, sir, for joining us. That is the 126 Operations Group Acting Commander, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, or, you know, you can call him Colonel Select, Jason Nabb. Thanks again, sir, for coming by. Thank you. Airmen and Guardians now have the opportunity to provide feedback through the 2023 Workplace and Gender Relations Survey. The WGR reports the estimated prevalence of sexual assault, sexual harassment, and gender discrimination in the military. The data collected helps DOD leaders improve and develop policies and programs. All eligible participants are below the rank of general. Responses are 100% confidential and it's voluntary. Airmen can access the survey after completing their unit's Defense Organizational Climate Survey. Airmen and Guardians eligible for special leave accrual have a new lower amount of carryover they can retain. The total amount is now 90 days of leave and special leave combined, down from the previous limit of 120 days. The time frame for keeping special leave has also changed from three years to two. The changes went into effect at the beginning of the current fiscal year. They don't affect people who had unused leave of more than 90 days at the end of 2022, but those leave balances above 90 days will be forfeited if not used by September 30th, 2026. Enlisted service members who could lose leave in excess of 90 days 
have the option of a one-time sailback. The Department of the Air Force announced the 2024 Promotion Board schedule, and it marks the first step in making most promotion boards coincide with evaluation closeout dates. Boards for next year are one step closer to a predictable schedule, ensuring officers will be evaluated within six months of promotion boards. Lieutenant General Caroline Miller, Deputy Chief of Staff for Manpower, Personnel and Services, says maximizing alignment of promotion boards to static closeout dates is a strategic step towards improving talent management. During the transition year, boards that would have met at the end of 2024 will now meet in January or February of 2025. That's your look around the Air Force. I'm Staff Sergeant Jasmine Granger. If you haven't seen our Facebook page or Instagram, we have pictures from the exercise Raging Piazza. Also, check out our YouTube channel for the other content, including past podcasts. Uh, you can find all of our links on Linktree. It's linktr.ee forward slash 126ARW. If you are watching YouTube, you can also download this on your favorite podcast app. All right, if you want to pass some information, you can email roll call at 126rollcall at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126 air refueling wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I am Staff Sergeant Aaron Rodriguez. 500 stable. Yeah.